What's up, party people? Welcome to Pollen Village, or welcome to Romancing Nancy Drew. This week's episode is about the clue in the crossword cipher, which involves neither a crossword nor a cipher, really. I mean, it's it's real, real weird. Um, I, I was like, what else could they have called this damn thing? And it was all going to involve monkeys. The cover of this one, and we're on book 44 of the Mystery Stories, is Nancy in classic Nancy, where she has the little flip to her hairstyle. She's looking kind of madman. And she has a magnifying glass in her hand because she is looking at a huge thing. Um, you find out later that this thing is a, like, it's a plaque carved out of wood. It looks like a decorative piece. On one side of it, it's got a monkey that's just an outline of a monkey, basically. And then on the other side, it's got a spiral with some letters that are engraved in it. Which, it's like, some of the letters cross. And I was like, the book is not really distinct about that. And, you know, props to Rudy Nappy, who would have put together this cover and would have been like, okay, so I'm just going to do the best I can with what you gave me. Um, There's, like, a bigger image of it behind her. And she's on, like, this, like, brownish wood background. But anyway, she is wearing a very fetching, geometric, like, zigzag print shirt. It's looking real cute on her. She's doing some good stuff. Um, this one is uh, 1967. So this one starts off with Nancy, like, talking to her new friend Carla. Because, again, like, anybody who has anything weird, they're like, I'm going to go see Nancy. She's got what I need. She is staying with her aunt and uncle in River Heights because she is finishing up secretarial school, which makes zero sense with the rest of this book. I'm just going to throw that out there. It could be that she is doing secretarial school in the United States because she's from Peru. Um, it could be that she's doing it there to make some like business connections, but it it's real, real weird. And I'm also thinking of Della Street, who also went to secretarial school and is from Perry Mason. But it's there's, again, that's just from last week because lingering lingering images of Raymond Burr just kicking ass so this one actually involves Carson almost not at all um so there's that that's fun um Carla's like Nancy I have this plaque that has been passed down to my family for like 300 fucking years and we have never been able to figure out what the fuck it means and Nancy's like that is exactly my jam so Carla's showing it to her and Carla's like very um protective of it because of course it's a family heirloom it's old it's like apparently the wood is not brittle considering everything it goes through in this damn book but it's like because it's been passed down the family had misplaced it and then they found it in their grandfather's trunk and, and i was like that seems significant and they're like it's not it's not though you don't need to worry about it so don't we're not going to worry about it anyway so she shows it to nancy and nancy's like okay i see some letters carved into this so again this is peru that she's from and which is Spanish speaking. And um Nancy's like, Do you know anybody who like is you know, who who carved it? Do you have any idea about anything about it? And she finds in the corner of it Aguilar is carved and she's like, Okay, is there anybody in your family named Aguilar? And Carla's like, Yes. It it almost feels like a fucking seance, honestly, where she's like, Okay, do you have a family member whose name begins with M who loved you? All of them. So Carla's like, yes. So there was, I have an ancestor named Aguilar who vanished and like, you know, like had established a house and everything. He was a really good artist and he left the house one day and never came back. And Nancy's like, okay, so could this be related to that maybe? And she's like, maybe. They they have no other information about this person. And again, it's about 300 years ago and this would have been in 1967. So, you know. 
Yeah, yeah. Mm, so weird. So, Macy's like, can I take it with me to, like, maybe study it with my huge magnifying glass? She's very proud of this magnifying glass. She's like, it's my favorite. And sure, it, again, it's weird, though, that it's not like, which was presented to me by my father after I saw my 50th case, but it was fine. And again, this is number 44, so maybe she's like, maybe for number 50, I'll finally get a microscope. So, um, they're going to take it home, and, like, Carla, who is carrying it, like, trips over a rock and drops the damn thing into the fucking river, and Nancy's like, son of a bitch! And she immediately, like, takes off her shoes and dives in after that fit thing, and Carla's like, oh, thank God! And I'm like, what the f- If you were real, real cute, it's like, if you were carrying a cake- for God's sake, you would t- pay attention to what you're doing. And Carla's like, I'm just going to fling things down hills and see what happens. Maybe it'll roll. I don't know. I don't know. The other thing that's happened is, and I'm I'm going to start laughing. It's going to happen. Um, Carla has gotten a threatening note that was in Spanish that was cut out of like magazines. You know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's a ransom note. And it's like, beware the um, El Gato. El Gato. And Nancy's like, so that means the cat. And Carla's like, yeah, but there's there's no cats around here. <laughs> there's no nuisance cats. And Nancy's like, okay, is is there a, a cat back home that this could be referring to? While in her head, she's like, okay, this is the nickname of some bitch who's after you. Like, um, psh, psh. cats do not cut stuff out of magazines. Anyway, Carla's like, I don't I don't know. We don't have a cat back at home. There's there's no cats in my life. And Nancy's like, there apparently is now though. Um, also, some dude like was following Carla around. And when Nancy's telling her friends about it, and Bess is like, a man. Like, it's immediately like, first off, it's a guy, and second, he means you harm. And Carla's like, yeah, it was weird. And Nancy's like, okay, so you got a man following you around. You have a note that says, beware of the cat. Like, okay, so I think that some shit is happening. Um, So they take it back to Nancy's house. And Carla is leaving for Peru, like, the day after tomorrow. And she's like, well... I mean, it'd be, it would be so great if you could come home with me. The one thing that really fucking pissed me off when I was reading this book is that Carla's trying to encourage Nancy to come with her. And she's like, oh my God, you should come home with me. We have many exotic foods. And I was like, no, bitch. If it's where you're from, you're like, we have many delicious foods. But maybe I'm wrong. But seriously, like, anyway. So she's like, we've got, we've got culture and also museums. And Nancy's like, I love all those things. But anyway, so she asked her dad, and she's like, hey, can I go to Peru? And he's like, of course you can. There's not even, like, finish your chores first, or here's my gold card. It's like, go to Peru. It's fine. You got your passport. You're an 18-year-old. Do it. Um, I can't remember exactly how they get drawn out of the house. Um, I think that it's it's actually like Nancy's having to take Carla home. The thing is that they're, that Nancy's like, oh, Carla can come to my house. She can meet my dad. They, you know, we can talk out whether we're going to go to Peru together. It's going to be fine. And that's when her aunt and uncle are like, yeah, she shouldn't, she doesn't want to drive after dark for cat reasons. And that's when they found out. And that's when she finds out about that. So Nancy and her dad are like, oh, that's really cool. And so Nancy leaves the plaque on the dining room table, which I guess is where they have the best light when she's examining it with the micro, with the, um, with her magnifying glass. And she's looking over it. She's like, okay, so I see a word here and it's M O N O. And she's like, that means monkey. Which, again, it's got a monkey carved on it. So Nancy's like, okay, that tracks. <laughs> and I was like, does, is M-O-N-O monkey in Spanish? I guess so, I guess. Uh, she's saying that all the words that are carved on the plaque are in Spanish. Um, 
and they gradually uncover the words. There's like one that says Mesa, and she's like, okay, so table, but in the sense of land, and so sense of flatland. Um, yeah, I don't remember the other words, and it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> it honestly doesn't. Like, the cover tries to depict that some of the letters are like crossing over each other as they would in a crossword puzzle, and I'm like, the book doesn't really, um, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. So, so Nancy calls Bess and George, and they're like, fuck yeah, we'd love to go to Peru. And they ask their parents, and their parents are like, sure. It's like, but George is like, you do know that I have judo this morning. And Nancy's like, girl, I know. I know you're into judo. It's fine. Do, do some judo. In later books, Nancy and George are both into judo, which, again, makes sense for Nancy. But Bess is like, I'm, I'm going to go do my nails. And I'm like, same Bess. <laughs> Y'all do judo all you want. Enjoy. I'm I'm not here for it. Um, so Nancy and her father go to take Carla home and they're talking about the mystery. And when they get back, the plaque is fucking gone. Like that fucker is gone. And Nancy's like, son of a fucking bitch. The other thing that happens when they're in the house. And I think it's, I know that all four of the girls are together. So it may have been around the, it might've been like the next day or something, but anyway, but let me go ahead and get through this. Um, the plaque is gone. Nancy's like, son of a bitch. And they're looking all over. They're like, did I put it over here? Hannah had gone to the movies. Like, there was nobody at the house. And as we remember from two books ago, they have a burglar alarm. But we don't even know if it was fucking set. So, um, but, and again, they don't really keep track of the shit between books. So, there's no fucking, there's no, no telling. So, Nancy's like, um, Carla's gonna fucking murder me. Like, she's, she's like, I'm gonna have to call her and tell her they can't find it. She hasn't, like, made a rubbing of the plaque, which she fucking should have, like, immediately. Um, she hasn't, like, taken a picture of it, any of that, any of that shit. So, she's like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to tell Carla and, and fuck. And Hannah comes in and she's like, oh, hey. And Nancy's like, yeah, we lost the plaque. And Hannah's like, oh no, I came home during the intermission at the movies and put it away, because I knew y'all were worried about it, and she pulls it out of, like, a, one of the table, the drawers that she keeps shit in in the dining room, and it's under, like, some tablecloths, and Nancy's like, you gave me a fucking heart attack, oh my god, but they have the plaque back, so that's fun, but please note that this is the first in a series of people putting that plaque in drawers, and then just not telling other people about it, um, Anyway, I think that all, all four of the girls were together and they were getting all excited about the Peru trip. I think this was the next day after, after Georgia finished her judo lesson, um, which she's super proud of. And she should be. She should be. Anyway, so they're talking and she's like, yeah, it's going to be great. And um, she lives with her mom and dad, Carla does. I don't think that she's, they never mention any siblings at all. Um, but I don't, and she's like, oh, we're going to go do this and go do this. And she doesn't really talk about her family that much, which is interesting, but it's fine. And so they're talking and all of a sudden somebody knocks on the door and Nancy opens it. And the guy's like, hello, I am detective, um, Max Eagle with the River Heights police department. I'm a detective. And he like shows her a badge that's pinned to his coat and then closes his coat real quick. He's like, and I'm going to need to take that plaque because it's stolen property. And Nancy's like, the fuck it is. So, like, she's like, hang on right now. I'm going to call Chief McGinnis, who, of course, is a close family friend. So, she calls Chief McGinnis, and the guy immediately is like, give me the fucking plaque! And George, like, flips him over her fucking shoulder and is like, that's right, bitch! And she's standing over his prone body, and everyone's like, damn, girl, I love it. I love it. Um, so, yeah, he, she just whips his ass, and then he's like, okay, I'm going to leave now. And Nancy's like, the fuck you are, because, you know... She wants the cops to show up. They turn his ass over to the cops. 
And he's like, I'm not talking. Um, cause I think that they pick him up. Like, I don't remember if they pick him up then or like a little bit later, but anyway, so, so yeah, bitch was just going to walk in and be like, I'm a, a detective and give me that plaque. And I was like, clearly you didn't do your fucking research. Elron. <laughs> no, this Elron knows Nancy at this point. This has to be one of his lackeys. This has to be somebody who is new to Scientology, who is not aware that fair gaming Nancy is far trickier than you have ever imagined. So, um, they are going to, oh my God. Okay. And then Nancy has, Nancy's like, I'm going to, um, going on a date with Ned tonight. And everyone's like, "Uh uh-huh, go get it, girl. Go get it. You know, you want to get up on that. So Ned comes over and she's telling him about her mystery, of course, because he is a supportive man. He was like, okay, well, you know that just like your dad and Hannah, I want you to come back in one piece. And she's like, I will, I promise. And then he gives her a kiss. This is at, at the point that, okay, so they're like, our enemies are following us at every turn. We must sneak off to the airport hotel. Again, River Heights, a bustling center of business activity. So Ned takes Nancy when they go on their date. He ta- After that, he takes her to the hotel. And I was like, just get another room. I'm just saying, just get another room and just bang it out. It's fine. Um, but... Yeah, all four of the girls are staying in the same room. And I was like, of course you are, damn it. Um, But anyway, I think it's kind of weird. Like, they get a call and they have to go to... I think that the cops have picked up the dude who tried to to rob Nancy at this point. And they get a call and um, the chief of Guinness is like, yeah, we think we got him in custody. But he also had a guy with him. I think, damn it. They pick up so many damn people in this book. Anyway... They have to go down to the um, police station to identify whoever was picked up, but, like, there's, they have no car. Bess and George's parents dropped them off. Carla's parents dropped her off, or aunt and uncle dropped her off. Nancy was dropped off by Ned, who, again, mm, yes. Um, yeah, so, and she does show the plaque to Ned, and Ned's like, I, I just... I got nothing. I wish I did. And I was like, Ned, you've been in South America, maybe participating in the overthrowing of governments. Do you have any, do you have a contact? I feel like he immediately called some people and was like, hey, you need to keep an eye on her, which they did not because, oh my God, this girl gets so many concussions in this fucking book. Anyway, so um, they go down to identify and he, he says his name is Harry Wallace or some shit. Anyway, so they're like, what the fuck were you doing trying to get that plaque? And he's like, uh, it was, it was sold to me. And they're like, try again, bitch. It's a family heirloom. Anyway, so Nancy's talking to him and, and trying to figure out what the fuck's going on with him. But she's also trying to figure out if he's the guy that was following Carla. And Carla's like, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think this, it, it could have been, it was kind of dark. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so they're like, we're going to hold him. He says that he's been doing importing through New York and that's that the plaque somehow came through New York and that's how he was trying to get hold of it. And they're like, bullshit. Bull fucking shit. Um, of course, their plane is going to New York as well. But they get a call the next day. It's like, uh, your flight's been canceled. Um, and I think this is actually after they get to New York and they see Aunt Eloise. And Aunt Eloise actually takes Carla t- on like a sightseeing trip around New York. And she lets, she tells the girls to go look at um, basically Peruvian museum displays and exhibits. And so they go to the, they go to MoMA and they go to the Met and they're just, they're just checking out ink and stuff. They also see that, um, they're looking at like, I think it's, uh, 
it's an exhibit of like burial artifacts and things like that, like death masks and things like that. And they note that the mummies are kind of buried in basically the fetal position, like something very close to that, or they're kind of like kneeling with their knees up. Nacy's like, that's strange. That's strange. Um, but yeah, they, so they go around looking at everything and they're like, this is really cool. I like, I like learning all this because again, these are the books that are kind of travelogy where it's like, I'm going to tell you all about, if you're going to go to Peru, here's the things that you absolutely have to do. So they have a lot of fun. And then Nancy gets to the call this, like your flight's been canceled. And she's like, no. So she calls up the airport and they're like, no, your flight's fine. And she's like, okay, somebody's fucking with me. So that's cool. They know where we are and they're, they know who I'm staying with. Okay. Okay. So they do get on the plane. They get down to Peru without a hitch this time. Um, yeah, yeah, there's, there's some shit going on. Um, Carla's parents are fucking rich. Like they have a really nice house. They show them around. They're like, look at all of our fabulous antique furniture. And this is like, son of a bitch, your house is like a museum, but in a good way. Um, yeah, they are rolling in it. And I was like, then why the fuck is she a secretary of school in the United States? And then I was like, maybe her father wants to expand his business because he is a businessman. I don't think it ever really establishes what he does, but that's basically what he's doing. So anyway, so he's, um, he's like, yeah, you guys should go around and see so many things. There's, um, there's the Golden City, Cusco. There's also, of course, they're close to Machu Picchu, and they're like, you gotta fucking see that. Oh my god. Um, there's all these things. They're like, you gotta, there's all these things. And it's mostly those two things that they definitely say that they should go see. Um, but whenever Nancy is like, okay, so I'm investigating the plaque, they say that there's a guy downtown that, like, works with wood, and he's got a shop, and they are friends with him, and so they can take the plaque to him, and maybe he can identify the wood, because again, it's 300-year-old wood, so maybe that can give him some clue as to where it came from. So they take it to that guy, whose name I cannot remember. Um, I, I don't remember anyone's name in this. I'm just going to fantasy cast everybody. Um, I don't know. Like, think of, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking, I'm like, who are we going to cast for these people? And it's, it's a lot of fun, though. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so they go to the woodworking shop, and the guy who runs it is like, hey, this is a really rare wood that comes from a forest that no one's supposed to be fucking poaching from. And Nancy's like, oh, so he's like, he's very casual about it, though. He's like, I'm sure that it was taken from there before this was a rule. And Nancy's like, yeah, um, where is, where's this wood from then? And he's like, oh, Argentina. He doesn't say Argentina, though. He says the Argentine. Um, and Nancy's like, oh, well, shit. Like, that that definitely seems like a out of, you know, seems like a dead lead. Like, I don't, I don't see how that's going to be that helpful. And she's like, but I'm sure that I can't, like, go there or anything. And he's like, of course you fucking can. It's a tourist spot. There's another guy in there who has, of course, um, shifty eyes and, like, I think he has hairy arms is the way he's described. It's kind of weird to me, like, the things that they choose to focus on. They're like, this is how you know they're evil. Shifty eyes always, ethnic always, and are you kind of hairy? Or overly emphasized features, and you're like, okay, so you're just being real racist without quite saying it. Um, yeah, so that dude is like, he is staring at the plaque, which Nancy has brought to him, to the woodworking guy to fit. And he's like, oh, this is my assistant, jackass. 
I think his name is actually Luis. But anyway, so he's like sketching the motherfucker. He's sketching that little plaque and he's like going to town. He's like, let me take a look at that. And he's like, the fuck you are. And George like rips the page out of his sketchbook and like crumples it and like practically throws it into her mouth and eats it to be like, what, bitch? Like, she's going to pull a switch knife. George is giving that energy in this book and I'm here for it. Um, But yeah. And he's like, I don't and the guy who runs the shop is like, oh, he's, he's just real, real curious about everything. It's, it's real, real normal. It's fine. And he's like, uh-huh. So, um, the next thing that he says is that, uh, of course, they can go see the, the forest. They can go check that out. But he also says that there's a local, I think that the dad mentions that there's a local, like, tiny museum that has a bunch of pottery that maybe will have a clue so they go there, and there's a guy who, um, he's walking around with a woman who is presumably his partner, and he's, like, pointing out shit with his cane, like, he's holding a cane, but not using it to support himself, he's just pointing at pottery with it, and again, this is pottery, that's just loose on shelves, and he's like, look at that, and his wife is like, put your cane down, you are just tearing my nerves up, and so he just keeps pointing at shit, Nancy, Carla sees a jug, and she's like, oh, it's got a monkey on it, and Nancy is, like, trying to reach for it, when Jackass, like, manages to tip it over somehow, it's on a high shelf, so his wife, or whatever, screams, the jug falls, Nancy manages to catch it before it falls down, the security guard is like, okay, fuckers, y'all, y'all need to leave, y'all just need to get the fuck out of here, and the wife is like, I told you, blah, 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 and like dragging him out. And Bess is like, oh my God, can you imagine being married to a man like that? And George is like, or to a woman like that. And I was like, it ain't even subtext anymore. I love it for you. Anyway, so Nancy catches the jug. Um, they look it over and it's like, it just seems like a standard monkey. The monkey that is on the plaque is like a, Ned refers to it as a bobtail monkey. Uh, <laughs> like it looks like its tail is truncated somehow. Anyway, so... So they look at that, and then they decide that, yeah, they're going to go check out that fucking Argentinian's forest, as one does. Oh my god, so we have mentioned the fact that George is going to be a total bitch about Bess's weight this entire fucking time, like, at least four times. She's like, Bess, maybe stop eating, fatty. And, like, again, Bess is supposed to be, quote, slightly overweight, like, a little bit plump. Just a little bit. Like, George, fucking stop it. Fucking stop it. We're here to support your trans journey. Stop being a bitch. So... They go to Bariloche, I'm guessing, the who was, which was settled by the Swiss, which again, we're, we're in like full ass colonized territory. Um, and they go to the Hotel Lao Lao, which sure, that sounds fabulous. Um, they have like shops inside. It's very cute. They've got like, it's basically like its own little tiny strip mall. And so they think that's really cool. And so they go around shopping and everything. Um, and then they have to like, basically set up a boat trip to get to the forest, which is the Aranias forest. I, something like that. Anyway, so it's, it's trees that like, basically it's a giant root structure so that it's like one massive organism, but it looks like many individual trees. So that's fun. So they are like in the middle of the body of water trying to travel to this forest when all of a sudden, like the, the captain comes out and is like, uh, I guess we're out of gas. And Nancy's like, the, what the fuck? Why would you not have checked the gas? Have we been sabotaged? They have been talking to another English speaking couple who like the husband is an engineer and he's like, uh, let me check it out. So he goes back there and like studies it and is like, I think the fuel line is clogged. Have you checked that? And the captain's like, oh, and also Carla has to translate. And the, the guy's like, oh, okay. I'll check that. And I was like, okay, 
there's this weird, like, oh, we are so toddler that we need white people to come in and tell us that we need to maybe do some basic maintenance, which I was, I was not loving. I was not loving that part of this. They get over there. Um, there's a, oh my God, there's a plaque that's nailed to a fucking tree, which is just absolute garbage. Um, and it's like, trees are our friends. Please do not hurt them. And I'm like, it's nailed to the tree. Like you're, what the fuck? Dip shits. But anyway, before they do this, before they go on their twice damned sea voyage, um, they are like going around looking at like different things. In this book particularly, Bess is supposed to be a camera bug is the way they refer to her, which I think is kind of cute. Um, so she's been taking pictures of everything that she sees that she thinks is cool when she's in Peru. And she sees like an ox driven cart with a driver that is just kind of like just chilling. And she's like, that's a cute picture. I want to take that picture. So they go outside to try to track that person down and they find an ox cart at the side of the road with no driver. And there's a, a little boy, not little, but like a young boy sitting over there. And he's like, you want to take picture? And Bess is like, yeah, Nancy, get your ass up there. Get on top of that ox. And Nancy's like, I don't know about this. And Bess is like, it's going to be real cute. So Nancy gets on top of the fucking ox and the dipshit little boy slaps the ox and the ox runs off down the road. So they have to stop, like Bess and George have to get and run to get in front of the ox and like yell to get it to stop. Because Nancy's like, this shit is above my pay grade, which is fair. So they managed to do that when they get back to their room after this, because of course, Nancy is like, well, now I need to take a shower. Um, the plaque is gone. And Nancy's like, son of a fucking bitch. And she has to tell Carla, which again, this is like the second time that it has vanished. Although the first time was Hannah's fault. But Nancy's like, what the fuck? Because they noticed that Elrond was just hanging out in the general vicinity of the ox and the little boy and they couldn't find the little boy after. And they're like, okay, so clearly Elrond paid him off to get him to somehow persuade me to get on top of that ox. And I was like, using mind control powers because Bess came up with that idea and you went along with it. Like he was just like, oh, you want to take picture? Go ahead. Like he was like, this is a trap that white tourists will easily fall into. So um, they're like, we, we think that he was involved in this. And Nancy's like, well, he probably set it up as a diversion so that while we were trying to get me off this fucking ox, that they could come up here and just like ransack my room, which again, she did not pick a very good hiding place. That's the first place people fucking look. But anyway, so like Nancy tells Carla who throws herself face down on her bed sobbing, which I was like, that's fair though. Somebody loses a 300 year old family heirloom that you again have not taken any pictures of not even with some shaving cream expertly applied. There is one point where Nancy's like, do you have any modeling clay? And she actually like puts some clay down in there to try to determine like what the letters might be so that she can do something. So that's when she finds out another word. But anyway, so um, they go down to report to hotel management. They're like, uh, so my room was burglarized and somebody stole a very important family area, like priceless, um, sons of bitches. And so the guy at the front desk is like, that's real concerning. Huh? Um, and they describe the guy who Elron, who they are pretty sure is following them around. And he's like, Oh, you mean Mr. Sanchez? Like somebody, they go around and they're like, has anybody seen this guy? And they're like, Oh, Mr. Sanchez. And Nancy's like, sure. Um, did he give you any clues about anything? Mr. fucking Sanchez, which is Elron, um, went into the fucking hotel gift shop and was like, well, it's not the hotel gift shop because again, it's like its own little tiny strip mall. So it's, I guess it's got like some interesting souvenirs that you could take home. Anyway, the shop owner is like, 
hey, that's a cute plaque. And Elrond is like, yeah, it is. You want to buy it? And so the shop owner fucking takes it basically on consignment and puts it on the wall. A woman comes in and is like, yeah, I want to buy that. Um, I'll come back for it and pick it up. So she fucking pays $150, which is like $550 now, which again is not an, not a small amount of money to pay for a random monkey plaque as one does. But anyway, so the shop owner's like, whenever Nancy comes in, she's like, oh my God, Carla. And Carla's like, son of a bitch, this is mine. Um, yeah. So, um, mm -hmm, there's that. So the shopkeeper's like, son of a fucking bitch. And then she tells him that she's sold it. And anyway, she's like, well, you know, clearly I have to keep it now, but that one's gonna be pissed. And she is, um, as one would be. But anyway, they tried it. They're like, what the, f why would the person steal it and then like immediately resell it into the hotel? And Nancy's like, they probably didn't want to get caught with it. Like they probably made a really detailed drawing of it and then didn't want to be caught with it because clearly like if you have this, you stole it. So, so that's their theory. Mr. Sanchez, also Elron, is not registered at this hotel as one might expect. So anyway, there's all that going on. So they get the plaque and then they recover the plaque. And I think that Nancy's like, well, now that we've got it back, they probably won't steal again. And I was like, again, I don't know, hon. They keep fucking stealing it. Like, maybe have it on your person at all times. Maybe put it in some sort of safe contraption. Maybe a ghost. I don't know. So, anyway, then I think the next morning, I don't remember. I don't remember. I think they keep looking for the, the person. They keep looking for Elrond. They keep hoping they're going to come across him. Anyway, so they go to the forest. They go out there. They find the plaque nailed to the tree. Um, but the person who takes them out there is like, oh, you might want to talk to basically the park ranger. So the, all the girls go to the park ranger's little hut and they're like, hey, um, we have questions about wood and things. So He's like, oh, if you have questions about this type of wood that came from here, and he's like, clearly this is an old carving, um, you might want to talk to this old guy who lives in the Gold City. And they're like, Cusco. And Nancy's like, really? And he's like, yeah, he, sp he speaks Quechuan, which, okay. So again, the native population of Peru, that was what they spoke. So we're talking about the, like the indigenous peoples and the peoples who would have been in Machu Picchu. So that's these people. And Nancy's like, so they don't speak Spanish. And he's like, oh, hell no, they don't. They speak their own language. So he teaches them how to say, hello, how are you? And goodbye in the native language, which I'm not even, I'm not at all going to attempt to duplicate because, oh my God, I would fuck it up just horribly. And they're like, oh, okay, this is, this is cool. So it's kind of like a gesture of goodwill to be like, I have learned a tiny, tiny fraction of your language, which sure. Okay. So they're like, we're, we're going to fucking do that. Um, I think that they spot somebody who like looks suspicious and they're trying to follow him when all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, Nancy's trying to get back to the boat so that they can go back home. Because again, if they get stranded, they're like, that's, that's going to be it. I think there's only like one boat trip per day. Um, a giant rock comes out of nowhere and, like, smacks her in the fucking head. And she's like, oh, shit. Like, she's completely concussed at this point. Bess and George find her and they're like, are you okay? And she's like, son of a bitch. They try to track down the person who came after her, but they track Elrond to a motorboat and he just boats off. And George's like, son of a bitch. Like, I want to do some judo on that asshole. Anyway, they get Nancy back to the hotel 
because, you know, clearly Nancy's concussed and ain't doing hot. And she's like, yeah, I think I'm going to lay down, which is like one of the first times that Nancy's ever been like voluntarily like, maybe I should. Other than, of course, that time when she knocked down a fucking door that beamed her and then was like, since I am currently pregnant with Ned's baby, maybe I should take it easy for like 12 seconds. Anyway. It's fine. That's that's my headcanon for that book. Anyway, so Bess, George, and Carla come up with a fucking plan. There's a fucking casino in the basement of this hotel. The Hotel Lao Lao, which I'm pretty sure that Carla's dad accompanied them because he had some sort of like um, business retreat slash convention thing at the hotel. But he is 0% involved in anything they're doing. So... Nancy's like, yeah, I'm gonna take it easy. And so the three other girls were like, yeah, we're gonna go to the casino. So Carla's plan is to basically disguise herself as a Spanish dancer to go around the casino downstairs and ask if anybody has seen Mr. Sanchez, Senor Sanchez, and just see if maybe they can track him down that way. And so she goes around, like, and Bess and George are like, this sounds incredibly dangerous. Like, Bess especially. She's like, I don't, I don't think we should do this. And George is like, I, hey, I am ready to use some judo moves. Like, I cannot emphasize how much I want to use some judo on some assholes. So let's do this. So they go downstairs, and Carla goes around asking people if they see Mr. Sanchez. And, like, a few of them mentioned that, like, they had seen him, but not tonight or something like that. Anyway, so she finally gets to, and Carla, like, arranged this with the desk clerk. She was like, yeah, can you give me some passes to the casino downstairs? At all times, either Bess or George is, like, trailing Carla, like, trying to pretend they don't know her, but also, like, keeping her in sight because they're like, this is fucking dangerous. So one guy's finally like, oh, yeah, yeah, um, he was feeling sick tonight, and so he's not here. You want me to take him to, you to him? And Carla's like, fuck yeah. And Bess is like, Bess is the one trailing her at this point. Bess is like, son of a bitch, no! You never go to a second location. Oh, my God. So the guy, like, takes her outside and to a fucking motorboat, and is like, okay, well, I'll take you to him. And Carla's like, finally, like, the light bulb comes on. She's like, maybe no. And he's like, get in the fucking boat. You, I don't know who you are, but you are going with me. And Carla's like, ah! And the two girls scream loud enough that the guy just jumps in the boat and goes off. People like run up the shore and they're like, we heard screaming. Are you okay? And they're like, this guy tried to kidnap her. And they're like, oh, okay. Okay, cool. So they do like, they don't really learn that much, honestly. But anyway, and Nancy's like, okay. I mean, I wish I'd been here for it, but Okay. Again, I I don't know. I don't know that Nancy would have done any better, honestly. I don't know. Who's to who is to say? Who is to say? Anyway, um let me think. I don't I don't even know. The next thing that honestly happens is they decide to go home. That's the next thing. So they're on the way to they're on their way back to actually where Carla lives before they're gonna take off to go to Cusco. When the like Nancy gets up to she like like is feeling restless and needs some exercise probably because she got brain the day before and is like I just need to get the blood circulating and the door of the fucking plane rips off. I don't think I emphasized this before. This plane is a private plane for Carla's dad's company. Um, so everybody on that plane is like in his family or in his business, and so he's like. We keep our planes fucking maintained, you pieces of shit. So anyway, the the door, like, first the door opens, and then it, like, fucking rips off the plane. And so Nancy's almost sucked out. Like, Carla's dad grabs Nancy and then is almost pulled off the plane. So anyway, nobody gets pulled off the plane. But Nancy comes real close to it, and she's like, this is real fucked up. And Bess is, like, basically in tears at this point. Like, I wish that we had never done this. This is terrible. 
the pilot manages to land the plane, even though I think when the door was ripped off, it like managed to damage some of their equipment to the point that like the pilot had to be real, real careful. But they do land and everybody's like, oh, thank God. But when they get off the plane, clearly the hinges that are left had been tampered with. So they're like, that's great. And Nancy, of course, is like, this is horrible. Now, George is like, I think it was George who said it. She was like, well, how were they to know that you would be crossing in front of that plane? And Nancy's like near the door at the time. And Nancy's like, I don't even think that was the fucking point. I think that they wanted to cause the plane to maybe crash, like just to get rid of me. And that's real fucked up. There were a lot of people on that plane who were not me. So real, real bad. And George is like, yeah, that is pretty fucked up. (laughs) Anyway. So Carla's dad is like, yeah, I will absolutely arrange for you guys to go to Cusco and Machu Picchu. I don't think that he goes with, he might go with them. But he, again, he is very hands off on this. He is going by the Carson Drew model of y'all do you and I will be back at the hotel being, maybe playing some video poker. Maybe just doing some pay-per-view. Maybe watching some mixed martial arts. So anyway, so they decide they're going to go to Cusco first. Cusco is, of course, like, fabulous. They love, they go to a really cool museum that has a bunch of stuff, including a, like, it would have been a four-horse-drawn carriage in the corner. And Bess is like, I bet a queen was in that. That looks like a queen's carriage. And George is like, man, I wish I could drive that thing. And I was like, this very much illustrates the difference between the two of you. George is like, I wish I could drive that. And Bess is like, I wish that I could be in it and being a queen. And I was like... That's on brand for both of you. Carla shows them to this little, like, basically walled-off balcony where they can see out, but nobody can really see in. And they see the guy who was the assistant in the woodworking shop. And he appears to just be watching them. And so they're like, what should we do? And George is like, hey! Like, George just leans out and she's like, you son of a bitch! (laughs) George is either zero or 100 at all times. She's either passed out or she's ready for a fight. So, like, the guy, like, takes off. And Nancy's like, oh, okay, that was one way to solve that problem. But okay. Um, The other thing that happens is they call to find out about the woodworking shop. They're like, hey, you know, is is everything going okay with you? Because we've been seeing your creepy assistant who's been following our asses. Um, And he's like, so he hasn't shown up for work. And also Nancy's like, have you checked to see if anything's missing? And the guy's like, no. And then he goes back to his workshop and he's like, son of a bitch, that bitch took some of my tools. Some of his like very special like I don't think they're handmade, but they're, like, very much, like, specifically ones that he needs are expensive, they're hard to find or whatever, and he's like, he took them, he fucking took my tools. And again, with the whole weird, like, you need white people to tell you what to do, although the other, the flip side of that coin is that Nancy's fucking suspicious of everybody at all times, and is always like, did you check to see if they stole anything? Which, these are both, these are all bad, they're, they're all bad things, but anyway, so, like, they know that like hairy arm dude is chasing them and also has some woodworking tools and you're like two things which seem unrelated but okay so so they go to Cusco. they do eventually find the guy that i think that they actually have his address maybe i think that they or at least they know like they are able to track down basically where he lives like his neighborhood but yeah they're like walking around taking in everything they're like this is amazing um i think that part of what was so fascinating about Cusco is that parts of the buildings are built on the original foundations that the Incas, the native peoples would have built. So while they're there though, like they find the guy and Nancy's like, hello. And she tells, she talks to him in his native language and he's like, oh my God. And Nancy's like, yeah, I've got some questions. I have this, this carving that I wanted to ask you about. 
And almost immediately, there's a fucking earthquake. And if I were superstitious, I'd be like, okay, if Nancy Drew appears and hands you a plaque and is like, can I ask you some questions about this plaque? And immediately you have an earthquake. I'd be like, maybe no, maybe we need to not ever touch that thing again. It seems to be cursed. And like, I think even Carlos says something to that effect. Like, are we sure that it's not cursed? Are we positive that it's, it's absolutely not cursed? Anyway, um, so the guy's like, let's go to the older part of the house. So he has them sit down on the floor because he's like, this is built on the original foundation. So we're going to be fine. Like I haven't had any problems with this house. And and they are. And when they go outside to make sure that everything's okay, um, there's a boy sitting outside who is like, no, El, El Gato. Oh no, the, the lady earthquake. And like, basically what they gather from it is that he was sent to spy on Nancy by El Gato, but like got superstitious about the earthquake and it was like this is a terrible sign and nancy comes out and she's like are you okay and he like screams and runs and nancy's like we gotta get him and the old dude that they're there to talk to is like don't go after him what did he do to you and nancy's like he was sent by somebody who is like my enemy and is trying to kill me and i need to like ask him if he knows where he is and the old dude's like oh shit okay but by then he's gone so anyway um the other thing that he decides to show them is, and I don't remember if it's, I think that they do end up taking old dude Machu Picchu, um, as one does, but he looks over the, the, um, the monkey plaque and he's like, this reminds me of the NASCAR lines. NASCAR? They refer to it slightly differently in the book, which I thought was fascinating. Um, the thing that happens here is that, okay, they're going to these fucking, now, I looked this shit up. They're going to fucking, like, world heritage sites. Like, ones that are, in 2023, supposed to be, like, preserved and you're not supposed to be fucking with them. They're going to these fucking things. There's no one there to, like... Like, there's no gatekeeping. There's no, like, please don't fuck with any of this shit. They're just, like, wandering in and being like, yeah, let's take let's take some souvenirs. And you're like, what the fuck? But, again, it's 1967. Um, I don't think the NASCAR lines were, I'm saying NASCAR like it's NASCAR, but I don't, how does the book refer to it? NASCAN, like, how do they refer to it? They refer to it as the NASCAN line, N-A-S-C-A-N, the NASCAN lines. When I looked it up, it was the NASCAR lines. Um, yeah, so they ask Nancy if she's familiar with those and she's like, kind of like, I think that George knows a little bit about them. She's like, yeah, you can like see them from high up. And they're like, yeah, they, they were basically like a little bit of the topsoil and and the rocks were removed to make the, the lines a little bit differently colored from the rest of the countryside. But it's a lot of just basically like line drawings of different figures and things. And one of them is a monkey. And Nancy's like, ah, this makes all the sense because, um, she received a letter from Ned and he was like, how have you had any luck with your bobtail monkey? And Nancy's like, the line on the back of the plaque, the spiral is the rest of the monkey's tail. And so she gets really excited about that. So it's cute that Ned was involved in that little, that little brainstorm. Uh, the rest of it, of course, the letter, which was unrevealed to us in the book, was all about what exactly he's going to do to her when she gets home. And it's going to be real, real sexy. So anyway, so they take old dude with them to Machu Picchu. While they're there, like, somebody, like, a car pulls up and somebody takes a can of red paint and paints a fucking cat on the, on fucking Machu Picchu! Like, when they're up there, like, climbing around and shit. And Nancy's like, the, huh, huh. And then somebody throws a fucking bucket of red paint at her. 
And she has to, like, basically, like, fling herself bodily off of Machu Picchu, off this mount that they're on, so that she doesn't get, like, and I was like, maybe just duck, but okay. Anyway, so she's like, yeah, I got the wind knocked out of me, and I'm like, girl, you've been concussed, you have now thrown yourself off a very tall thing. Maybe rest, I'm just saying. Um, They go to another location, and I think that they wanted to, um, to to find out more about basically the circumstances of all this, like to see if there's anybody who could give them any clues about anything like Elgato or anything else that they've been looking into. So they end up going to, I think that it's a location that's near Machu Picchu. And they're talking to a guy who is also um, speaking the native language that, that the natives would have spoken there. And of course, Nancy says, hi, how are you? This is a point after which like somebody like threw a ball of twine like they're they're around and they're exploring and everything and um the ball of twine nearly knocks nancy because they're again it's a really steep incline that they're going up and so nancy basically has to fling herself down bess and george are with her and they're like son of a bitch and um so they they go to look for the dude the the shifty assistant the hairy armed shifty assistant who they're sure is behind all this and so they split up to look around but then they lose track of nancy bess freaks out because she's like son of a bitch like this is real real bad and i maybe she went back to the room like she almost this is like the third time somebody's flung something at her and almost killed her so maybe she went back to the room so Bess goes back to their room and is sitting inside and she makes sure that the plaque is still where they left it and then she's like i don't you know i just i have a real bad feeling about this like maybe it was a distraction again like what like happened earlier to steal the plaque so she's sitting in the room and the door's locked when all of a sudden she sees like a file come through the door because somebody's trying to jimmy the lock and Bess is like what the fuck do i do son of a bitch like if i scream they'll know i'm in here like this is all real real bad so she thinks really hard and so she like at the last second like runs over and like yanks the file through the door (laughs) and it comes through the door and the guy on the other side like like mutters something and and walks off and Bess is like yeah yeah bitch yeah and then george comes back and Bess is like guess what i did bitch and george is like props i love it i love it you're doing some good work where's nancy and Bess is like, she wasn't with you? And George is like, no. So by this point, it's like raining really, really hard. So they have to go out and find her. And they do eventually find her. They they collect the old dude as well. They find her under like this tarp that's on four posts that talking to one of the natives um, because she introduced herself and she was talking to him and he, he wanted to tell her about what he knew about Aguilar or what he'd heard about it. Um... So he heard that there was a Spanish artist who went to Machu Picchu and like was really well received by the people there, but something happened to basically turn them against him and like they imprisoned him. There was a native there who helped him escape. And so they escaped and went into the desert and they were, they also came into contact with like a religious figure, like a priest or a monk who was asking them, like, what they were doing and what was going on, and they wouldn't really give him any answers. Um, But he didn't really see him after that, and they they weren't really sure what was going on. I think that the they don't really know what happened after that. Nancy's like, okay, so you're saying that he was at Machu Picchu. That's interesting. The other thing they find out is, like, there's no drawings or anything of Machu Picchu. They don't have any records of what it would have looked like. They can reconstruct kind of what they think it would have looked like, but they don't really know. Like, there are no surviving illustrations of it. And so Nancy's like, that's, huh, that's interesting. So, um, 
they get back into town and they learn all about alpacas and llamas and also like just it's it's fun they just have like this little like okay we're gonna have like corn with cheese because that's a regional thing that people would eat here and all this fun stuff like that um and I think that a I think an alpaca like tries to come through a window and like chomp on George or some shit like it's just like oh no that that animal and like Bess is freaking out and the old dude is like no no you're fine it's fine it's fine um also then Bess tries to get on an alpaca so that they will take a picture of her and the alpaca just sits down and the old dude is like so you must weigh more than 100 pounds because that's all it will lift and I was like why are y'all all being bitches why are y'all all because Bess is like I'll never tell and I was like correct but also don't get on random animals I'm just I'm just pointing that out just don't get on random animals it's it's not no just don't do that anyway so they contact Carla's dad and they're like hey Carla's dad so the NAS car lines we're we're interested we're gonna go check that out we've got we got a good feeling they get in contact with a government archaeologist who goes out with them and I was like okay, at least you're following some steps. And also the mom and dad come and, okay, oh my God, they basically like pack a fucking RV for this. So they rent a helicopter or they get one from her dad's company. Um, They hire a cook. They hire somebody to like take care of their stuff. They're like, they're glamping at the NASCAR lines is what's happening. So they get all these people together, get in the helicopter, go out there because of course the helicopter is going to have more like more accessibility. They won't have to find a landing strip or any of that shit. So they set up camp. All of them go. Carla's dad, Carla's mom, like everybody. So they all go out there and they're like, yeah, we're going to find whatever this is, this treasure or whatever the fuck it is. And they're also kind of nervous that it's already been found, honestly, which again, that should be. So they get out there and, and the, the, the archaeologist who was with them is like, we should start at the base of the tail. And Nancy's like, no, we fucking shouldn't. We should start at the like tip of the tail, the interior of the spiral. That is where I feel like the thing is going to be buried. But they dig at the base of the tail first. And they fucking uncover a fucking mummy. And it's their relative. It's, it's Aguilar, who, they're 300-year-old mummy corpse. So, like, they're like, how do we identify him? And he's still wearing a fucking jacket. And they open the jacket, and there's some, there's a very, there's a paper inside. And the archaeologist is like, well, we probably shouldn't, but I'm going to open this paper. And it's like discharge papers from the Spanish army for Aguilar. And they're like, oh, my God, it's your relative. And they all just stand there, and they're like, son of a bitch. Like, it's, it's a solemn occurrence. And then they're like... Okay, well, I'm, I think we're just going to rebury him until we figure this shit out. Because the thing about the NASCAR lines is that it's it's located at a place where you don't get a lot of, like, weather events. You don't get a lot of wind or rain or anything, which is why the lines have been there for as long as they have. And it's, like, pretty like pretty consistent weather. So, yeah, you would probably get a pretty good, well-preserved mummy. And their guess is that... Aguilar went out there with the native who was helping him and got sick and they figured out that he was not going to be able to get back. And so the native like buried him. But the native also didn't know where the treasure was because the, the, he gave the monkey carving to the native to give back to his family. And after that, he just vanished. And so, but the native didn't speak Spanish and the words on the plaque are Spanish. So Nancy's like, apparently he didn't trust him and he wanted to send note back to his family so that they would know wherever the thing is that he had or took or whatever, because they're like, maybe he, maybe they don't think that he took anything. They think that there was just some sort of like disruption or something because apparently he left like really close to the time that Machu Picchu was 
taken over and destroyed. So, anyway. So, they decide to dig at the base of the tail. When all of a sudden another fucking helicopter lands. And who jumps out but it's not Elrond. It's the hairy-armed, shifty accomplice. Oh my god! I forgot. So, like, slightly earlier in this... Um, they go, whenever they went back home with Carla's dad and mom, like, whenever they went back before they went to, like, when they went to organize everything for their trip out to the NASCAR lines, um, they were at the back of the woodworking shop and they found, Nancy was like, can I see where he would have been working? And so they pull out, like, all of his desk drawers and Nancy finds, like, plans for, I think it's like a hollow fork and spoon, like the, the base, the, the part that you would grip are hollow. Um... They also find, um, I can't remember. They find something that, like, I think it was, like, a note from the dude who was caught earlier in the novel, Harry slash Elrond. So, they're looking through all this stuff, and they're like, yeah, this is real, real bad. Um, and they also find, like, one of the the hollow forks and spoons. And when Nancy's like, why would they do this? And so, she finds on the interior of one of them some white powder. And I was like, heroin! Heroin! Um, but all of a sudden, fucker, long, hairy arm dude flings a fucking bomb into the fucking shop like with a lit fuse says the line drawing that accompanies this chapter and like fucking it blows up everyone's like duck and it fucking blow it destroys the desk so all that shit is gone um nancy did keep the the fork and spoon like they had pulled those out already to give to the cops and i think um i think at this point like the cops had already been like, they had shown up to find out, like, what was going on, and they were going to take the, the powder to be analyzed so they could figure out what the fuck it is, and I was like, again, heroin, or cocaine, anyway, um, but yeah, he fucking blew it up, and, like, if Nancy had been closer to it, she was like, I don't think it would have killed me, but I think it would have fucked me up, and everyone's like, it's still bad, it's still fucking bad, so, anyway, when the helicopter lands at the NASCAR lines, we're going to flip back to that, um, he, shifty hairy arm dude like flings his body out who is he gonna be played by i don't know who's your favorite long armed hairy shifty i don't know whoever your favorite is for that who am i gonna cast for that who do i absolutely hate (laughs) anyway so he jumps out and he's like you have to stop digging the government says no and he's got like a gang with him he's got like four or five tough guys with him and everyone's like no we have a government archaeologist with us and they're like, he's like no the government said no and Nancy's like you're El Gato <laughs> which she had mentioned El Gato to the police and they're like oh yeah we know who he is he's got a tattoo of a cat on his arm like it's cute like it, like he's fucking small time really um so Nancy's like yeah we we have permission to dig here you pieces of shit one of them fucking grabs Nancy and starts dragging her toward the helicopter and is like we're gonna hold her hostage unless you just put your shit down and leave and Bess and George are like oh hell no so George runs up and like fucking judo chops the shit out of some people and Nancy gets away and finally they're like yeah you're El Gato you are a wanted criminal you have been smuggling shit because they find out that it's quinine actually it's not heroin or cocaine or anything fun that i was thinking of it's quinine um that he had been importing into the united states through his friend elron um for a wonder pill like basically you know something that you'd see on an infomercial or whatever that's like it puts the pet back in your step and also it makes your sex life incredible um so he had been getting that from like peruvian sources and shipping it to the united states and he had been using the the wood the arroyo wood 
So it's, it's something like that. It's not Arroyo. It's Arianas, I think. Um, he had been using that wood because that made it very easy for the person that he was shipping the contraband to, to see that it was the special ones with the hollow, like, fork, the hollow bases of the forks and the spoons. Um, so yeah, that was his whole thing. So he was just making a bunch of money doing that. And when he found out that Carla had taken that thing that probably located some treasure, he had sent Elrond and various other people after Carla to get the the map to the treasure or anything else that he could possibly get out of that. So, But the guys that he brought with him, because of course his gang has mostly been arrested <laughs> with everything that's been happening. Like he uses some people and they get burned. So he just like lo- rounded up some randos. And they're like, yeah, we didn't know about any of this shit, so um, we're we're out. Like they just, they're like, yeah, we're not we're not interested in this. But thank you. Like they thought that Nancy was like actually like, which she is, um, just like interfering on a world heritage site or whatever the fuck. Anyway, so so he comes clean about everything. They have to call the cops, but of course, before they do that, they like secure Elgato, and then they dig at the the tip of the monkey's tail and they dig up a gold case that is full of basically gold items from Machu Picchu and like two drawings of Machu Picchu as it existed before it was destroyed. And they're like, this is incredible. And then they're like, who does it belong to? And Mr. Carla's father is like, oh, well, I mean, technically it's ours, but it should definitely be in a museum. Like it should definitely be available for everybody to, to see because this is an incredible like national treasure that we've got. So, you know, we would never like make money off of it or anything and they're like yeah and nancy of course immediately experiences the letdown of a case being over because she's like oh well, damn it <laughs> so this girl is chasing a high at all fucking times so um she's like yes when will my next mystery happen and the book helpfully tells you that it will be the spider sapphire mystery so that'll be our next one um but yeah, Carla Carla has located their long-lost mummy relative, which, again, like, Nancy just, I would say that she just keeps discovering corpses, but they're all old ones, so I guess that's a positive. It's like, our ghosts are speaking to you. Please discover our corpses. But again, the Nancy Drew stories do not contain supernatural elements, other than, of course, Nancy occasionally thinking that she's telepathic with Ned or her dad. I love it. I love the absolute, like, bonkers shit that occasionally they're like, oh, of course, brainwaves. Yes, of course. I picked up on your brainwaves. Cha. Anyway, so yeah, that's the end of the book. Nancy has um, defiled several world heritage. Like, fucking painting Machu Picchu. What the fuck are you doing? I was like, can you get them on that? Can you, like, have them put under the Hague or something? No. Um, At this point, it wasn't. The NASCAR lines themselves, like, people, the Pan-American, and they mentioned this in the fucking book, you know, Nancy's like, there's a highway, and they're like, yeah, that was the Pan-American highway, which they put in before they realized that there were actual lines out here, and you're like, how the, f- I guess if you're not, you know, overhead enough, you wouldn't notice, but still, it's real, real bad, anyway, so, yeah, Elron has been captured, shifty, long, hairy-armed dude, also captured, you know, feels bad about all the shit, he doesn't feel bad about all the shit he's done, like, seriously, it sounds like he's just been making bank ever shipping quinine to some people who just wanted to get, to just, you know, have some boner pills, um, yeah, 
Yeah, so there's that. And Nancy, of course, getting hit in the head, like, at least three times in this fucking book. I was like, she she should have, like, some trauma-induced amnesia at this point. That should be happening for her. She's like, I'm going to, I have the vapors. I have the vapors. I'm gonna, I need to go lay down. So, next book, like I said, Spider Sapphire Mystery, which I'm deeply looking forward to. I remember really liking this book, and I remember absolutely nothing about it. So, I'm excited to take this journey with you. So, until next time, stay sleuthy, my friends.